Hey, this is uh, Victor, co-founder of Lightwater Scientific. And if you're looking to be better in health and learn more about biohacking, then you should be listening to the Hack Life podcast with Joe Levin. Hey, what's up? Joel Levin here, host of the Hack Life podcast and weight loss coach for busy men. I'm excited to tell you I just dropped an eight-week program dedicated to motivated and busy men who want to lose weight. Let's face it, guys. When you lose weight, you feel more confident and you have higher self-esteem and you go out and you crush the world. You crush your goals and you start living your higher purpose. So if you're interested, DM me at Joel Evan Coaching or email me below, info at joelevancoaching.com. All right, I'm here with Victor Sagalovsky. He's a holistic health educator, scientist, inventor, writer, filmmaker, and avid traveler. He's also the co-founder of Light Water Scientific, which is what we're going to talk about today. And he's dedicated to the research and development of that company and specifically deuterium depleted water. Victor, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Hey, Thanks um, for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Hey, uh, just to start things off, you know, deuterium depleted water. First of all, nobody knows what that is. But so how did you get involved in deuterium depleted water, deuterium at all? Like, how did you become like fascinated with this and be like, you know what? I want to go down the rabbit hole and yeah, I'm going to make this like a part of my mission in my life to like bring this to the world. That's a, that's a, it's a great, it's a great opening question. Well, actually it goes back to 2004, probably before that in the nineties, there was a book I'll talk about like uh, later, but in 2004, I read an article. Uh, it was called In Search of the Fountain of Youth, and it was this uh, NASA engineer that had written an article based on things that he found, uh, reference material in, in Eastern Europe on the, them, them uh, uh, discovering this, uh, um, this phenomenon where the pop when the population is reduced, where the water that you drink uh, is reduced in deuterium by uh, 16 to 20%, it has a profound biological benefit. So this was a study that was first done in... Uh, late 50s in uh, Siberia and Russia, University of uh, Tomsk. So with these guys, there's, a, there's, a, there's some young gerontologists and biophysicists there, and they're trying to figure out why this population of, of uh, Yakutians, okay, they live in an area that's it's like the farthest you can be from healthcare. Uh, it's like <laughs> eight months out of the year. It's black, dark. Um, I mean, what else? The most non-Mediterranean diet. Uh, 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 they're basically Eskimos, right? They, they live in a harsh environment, and yet they had four times more centenarians than anywhere else in uh, in Soviet Russia. They had they had profound health. They were uh, giving birth in late to later age, which is a, which is a great sign of a healthy of a of a healthy um, population. And they were trying to figure out why why are they, why why these people, right? And this this stumped them, and and uh, it took them over few years to figure it out, because at that time in the 50s, deuterium was something that had only been discovered in the 30s, so you just put yourself in the perspective of the time that you're in. And deuterium was, is, is I mean, do you know what deuterium is? I, I guess I have to ask you first. I, I, I could, if you ask me, I couldn't, I, I know it's, I, I, it has to do with hydrogen and uh, I, I read. Yeah, it's, I read like somewhere, it's like somewhere back in science, it's right? A, it's like on the you periodic read, table, maybe. Now, yeah, you read the yeah. periodic table, you saw it once and you go, okay, yeah. that's, that's good. That's it makes nice. hydrogen bombs. That's the last thing I remember. Yeah, I, you know, if it wasn't for discovery of deuterium, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have atomic energy. So what deuterium is, is just a version of hydrogen. Okay, so hydrogen is the simplest element 
and the most abundant element in the universe. It's what everything is made up of. And it's what we use as the primary uh, fuel to create the ATP that is the, that is the, that is the currency of our biology, right? The energy currency. So, um, so deuterium is different than hydrogen, though, even though it is a hydrogen. What makes it hydrogen? Well, it will, it will bond with oxygen to create water, and so will regular hydrogen. But what's the difference about deuterium? Deuterium has a neutron. Why the universe loves uh, protium, which is the which is the non, which is the original sort, of, original form of hydrogen, the non-deuterium hydrogen. So, why does the universe love hydrogen, and why do we use it, and why does everything use it? Well, because it's so simple. It doesn't have a neutron. It's, it's the most simplest element. It's a proton and an electron, right? But but deuterium introduces a neutron, which all other elements on the periodic table have, and they're and they're and they're and they're basically um, and they're basically um, um, based, they're, what they what they are is based on their neutrons. So you have this neutron in a hydrogen where a hydrogen is not supposed to have a neutron. What happens? It makes it twice the weight of what it is. So biologically, this becomes a problem because everything in your body that thinks it's getting a hydrogen sometimes is getting a deuterium. We can get into the actual biochemistry of this if you'd like later. So this, when I first read this in 2004, um, it it was like a revelation for me because I thought, well, if something is, if some, this is this is, I'm always looking for foundational answers to life's problems, especially health and aging. So always ask the question, you know, why do we age? What's the mechanism of it? And it has to do a lot with mitochondria. And then I found something that is potentially like this fountain of youth, as it's, as it's called in the article. And then it wasn't until a few years later, 2007, that uh, a scientist, doctor, researcher in Turkey, uh, someone, a colleague of mine now, that he discovered the exact mechanism how deuterium damages the mitochondria. It's all right there. It's a, um, it's the physical problem of this thing is twice the size of a regular hydrogen. And we have these little tiny nanomotors that produce all the ATP that we need to breathe, to run, to eat, to live. And the less you have these nanomotors, the less energy you have. The more compromised they are, the more disease happens in the body, the more disease manifests, the more you have a dysbiotic condition. So what happens is these motors they spin and create ATP uh, based on protons coming in, right? Hydrogen, boom, 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 spin, 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 produce ATP, move on, and metabolic water, produce metabolic water, which, by the way, is already 60 to 70% depleted. So there's a clue that tells you our bodies are trying to keep these things out of the motors. But inadvertently, and from the time we're born to the time we're, we're dead, nonstop, these motors are getting hit by this deuterium, and it's causing them to stutter, and torque, and these motors are spinning at 9,000 RPM, at perfect translation, you know, we, our F1 automobiles can't even do that. So this is something quite profound happening on the nano-molecular level inside our own body, inside the energy factories of our cells, the mitochondria. So when these motors break down, eventually a signal is sent to basically kill the mitochondria, to go into senescence and apoptosis, kill the cell. Uh, first destroy the mitochondria in the cell as a protective mechanism. So as when you're 10 years old, maybe a cell has 100,000 mitochondria. And when you're 70 or 80, maybe it has like 1,000, 500, you know. Or maybe that cell is no longer there because it shut itself down because it didn't want to create, didn't want to become a dysbiotic organism to affect everything else. And you trace it to the root, and you find the root, 
is this little hydrogen that just happens to be twice the weight of a regular hydrogen, and it screws everything up. And this is happening cumul This is cumulative. So uh, when I first learned about this, I mean, stop, stop everything. We really have to get down to the bottom of this. So for a number of years, I tried to figure out, well, how do you, how do you, how do you get it out of water? How do you reduce water into deuterium? Because this is obvious. This is the obvious answer. If you drink water with lower deuterium. You're gonna through the mechanism of hydrogen exchange. You're going to flush, uh, start flushing endogenous deuterium out. And uh, let me back up a little bit. So this doctor, Dr. Olden, in uh, Turkey, um, he discovered how deuterium damages the mitochondria. But what made him look at it in the first place? Why? When you consider how much deuterium you have, maybe this glass of water has like two or three drops, okay? And it's deuterium in the form of HDO. So it looks it's very similar. It's almost very similar to a water molecule. And there's so little of it, just almost nothing, yeah. right? But then he looked at the blood, he looked at the blood plasma, and he saw that there was four to five times more of this deuterium than the basic biological components that we need for life, glucose, magnesium, potassium, etc. So he says, wow, this is, there's a lot of it here, and what is it doing? And he says, oh, well, it's, it's damaging stuff. What it's doing is it's making reactions slower. So through the kinetic isotope effect, you've come to find out that a carbon-deuterium bond disassociates nine times slower than a carbon-hydrogen bond. Imagine that. So what is deuterium doing? It's slowing things down. It's breaking things down. It's, it's burdening things down. What does the removal of deuterium do? It's, it's quickening things up. It's lightening things up, right? It's speeding things up. Uh, it's creating less of a burden on your, on your biology. So, um, so when we look at this, um, at this nano level, you see where the problem is. And so for years I tried to figure out how to remove this deuterium from water myself. And when I went to Russia, I realized that I wasn't even close, you know. It's just, it's not, I wasn't anywhere near the ballpark. I read stuff like you could freeze it out, you could do all that stuff. And eventually, you know, I got to learn a lot about it over the next 15 years, you know, I, I learned that uh, you can freeze it. In fact, you can, you could do, there's a technique where you, because, because um, water and heavier water has a slightly different freezing point, like a half a degree difference, say, well, the, the, what's, what has a deuterium in it will freeze, it will be at the top first. And, and so you could do this, you could freeze it, you know, get the top ice, remove that, put it back in, freeze it again, remove it. You could do it 20 times, you might get like half a percent, <laughs> half a ppm, not a percent, sorry, half a, half a ppm, half a part per million. So in our, in our uh, on the planet, in our waters, you know, in the ocean, we have a deuterium level of 155.76 ppm deuterium. And uh, it fluctuates in, based on the hydrological cycle with fresh water. So most people drink water that's 150 parts per million of deuterium, depending where you're at. In some places uh, where you're away from the ocean, oceanic currents, hydrological cycles, if you're in a northern latitude or if you're a, in a glacier area, you might get down to as low as, uh, you know, upper 120s. Usually, like, some places in Colorado, you're getting into the upper 130s, which is phenomenal. Other places, you can naturally uh, get into the mid-130s. But usually, not where, not where uh, big populations of people are. And then, of course, in Antarctica, we have this anomaly 
which is a throwback to what the Earth was like 50 million years ago. It's like uh, 89 parts per million. So if you if you think about if you think back to your to your science classes where where you, we studied dinosaurs and and uh, uh, five uh, five story full uh, five story tall ferns, you'll come to find out that these animals were able to and plants were able to get this big because they had less there was less deuterium on the planet, more oxygen as well, different gravitational field, but primarily. Um, less deuterium. So le the less deuterium you have, the lighter things are. And you can see that in nature too, where deuterium concentrates in the roots of things, in the carbohydrates, and it leaves, and, and if you believe, if, you, if you're in the um, top canopy of a, of a tree, you'll have less deuterium than you will at the roots. It's very, it's very simple, it's just heavier. So, so it has that kind of energy on us. So, I was fascinated with this because this is an upstream solution. It's an upstream solution to potential many problems downriver. And uh, so I got into this. And when I went to Russia, I realized how they make, how, how they do it, how difficult it is, uh, how much it took to create it, uh, the science behind it, all these things. And then, and then I really just uh, dove into this. And uh, finally, we were able to get to the point where we can produce a limited quantity of this water and make it available to the market. So and this brings us to the present day. Yeah. That's fascinating. You know, I was just thinking as you're telling this story. So, okay, this is amazing. Like, deuterium is clearly an issue in our overall health and longevity. So, if I just start drinking deuterium depleted water, am I going to be good? Or, like, does things like a healthy diet, does all these things still matter? Or <laughs> is this like just the, oh, just drink de deuterium depleted water and you're good, Joel? It's an incredible way to cheat. I'm not going <laughs> to lie okay, to you. Okay, cool. That's, good. Really That's good to know. I mean, I used to, before getting on the turn of water, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a consummate health nut, right? Yeah. All the way to the point of dry fasting, 144 hours without food and water to uh, deplete my deuterium. Because you will deplete deuterium endogenously through fasting and ketogenic diet. Fats have less deuterium. And then when you, make, when you burn your fat to make water, you're making metabolic water. So you're lowering the deuterium even more. So you don't need to do a lot of things that you need to do to maintain health if you're um, drinking deuterium depleted water. Now, that's not to say that you can't get become deuterium depleted or an optimal state of deuterium depletion without drinking deuterium depleted water. You can. Uh, it's a lot harder. It's like you said. There's lifestyle modifications, and it's really reserved for those people that have that interest and discipline. Yeah. So, but this is just a simple, easy hack that, it's the ultimate hack. Why? Because 10, 10, 10 parts per million deuterium depleted water, as far as we know, never existed on this planet. You know, maybe if you go back to Atlantis or some, some ancient antediluvian civilizations yeah. we know nothing about, you might, you might get to a folk, a folk tale about something, but no. No, it's never existed on this planet that we know of. Uh, the lowest is 89 parts per million. So what we're doing is we're really creating a, a hack, and uh, and we're doing it at the we're doing it at the source. We're doing it at the very source of the problem instead of trying to treat it uh, downstream as people do with supplements and food and things like that. Just just consider there's nothing else. There's nothing else that will give you a net energy benefit than the removal of deuterium from your body, because everything you eat, everything you put in your body will ultimately not only introduce deuterium in your body, but introduce carbon that has to be dealt with itself. So everything ultimately isn't 
maybe an electron donor, but it's an energy taker in the long run. This is yeah. the deuterium depletion, maybe maybe sunlight, right? Maybe sunlight is the other one. And um, so, but deuterium depleted water is the only thing, or the the, pro, the the act of deuterium depletion through the ingestion of deuterium depleted water and the removal of deuterium through the mechanism of hydrogen exchange, to put it technically, is the only thing that will give you a net energy benefit. So knowing this information, um, I started this company with my partner, Robert Slovak, who's a water guru, and in 40 years of him, of him being a water guru, you know, he helped, he was one of the original creators of reverse osmosis technology, and, and at the home level and at the commercial, commercial level, um, around the world. And, uh, and he, even he says, you know, in 40 years of dealing with the practical aspects of water filtration to the esoteric uh, science of water, never did he discover up until very, you know, late in the game that there was something known as deuterium that needed to be removed from water. So essentially what we have here is a new standard in water filtration. Yeah. If you want to look at it as simply as it is, it's a new standard. Deuterium is a contaminant, get it out. You don't even need to remove that much, you know, 15, 20%, you're golden. So when we start removing what, what we, we did it because we can and it ships easier and, and, the, and, and, and we're doing an experiment, you know, we've never had this type of uh, access to something that can increase proton motor force and potentially increase our lifespan. We've never had it until now. So yeah. here I am uh, standing on the shoulders of giants and, um, and, I'm glad. I'm glad to be sharing it with you, Joe. Yeah, this is awesome, um, man. I have so many questions. You know, so so one is how can people deplete their? De I I know you mentioned ketogenic diet. Any other big ideas that pop out at you? If you're just if you're not going to use the de deuterium depleted water, is clearly the fastest way, and it's going to be the, the quickest way to absolutely. Get it. But what this other ways great. can people? Yes. You know, lifestyle wise. Yes. No. This is a great topic because. Um, we have we have mechanisms in our body naturally that 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 work to limit the amount of deuterium that enters the electron transport chain, or or and, and work to limit deuterium's uh, mutagenic quality to mutate our our enzymes and our DNA. There's processes in place that we have, and uh, these processes were set up over millions of years of evolution. And uh, the problem is these processes break down. Um, in fact, there's a science, there's a science, a new science called deuteronomics. Deuteronomics is the study of how deuterium manages the body. It's a, coin, it's a word coined by uh, Dr. Laszlo Boros of UCLA. He was at our summit. We did a summit for this year uh, where it was a 10-hour summit on the science of deuteronomics. And we have 10 of the uh, top scientists in the world on this, which is a new field. Most people haven't heard of it, but it's... it's Trying to understand how the body and how nature manages deuterium. Yeah. So the problem that people have gotten themselves into is well, two problems the way I see it. Simple problems. Uh, too many meals a day. We're not used to this. Traditionally, we're not. We're not. We're not meant to eat this much. Based for the cal for the calorie expenditure that most people give. You know, you, have, you can you can you can defend three meals a day if you are exercising a lot. Secondly is carbohydrates. We're not meant to eat too many carbs. So if you can keep, so, and if you can get your fats uh, grass-fed, they're not, they're not high in omega-6, they're actually, they're actually in a, uh, as close to a state of nature as it was, as it was intended. Um, then 
you have a chance to be healthy and be deteriorate depleted and live a long and healthy life. It helps to be living somewhere where the deuterium content of your drinking water is just slightly reduced. You know, like even a five percent delta is, is huge over time. Yeah. Cumulative. These people that that live in the, you could see it. Like if you go to if you go to Boulder, Colorado, for example, there the tap water is 139. Okay, and Sure enough, people love to live there because they love to be active, out, they love to go outdoors, it's, uh, it's where the Olympians train, yep. and they don't really realize why, it's because it's because they have slight lower, slight drop in deuterium levels, and this, and even, a, even at, like I said, a 5% delta over time, that, that slight variance uh, gives an incredible, tremendous result. So these are some of the ways, even without drinking deuterium clear water, that you can that you can uh, uh, maintain a healthy, deteriorated lifestyle. Yeah, that's huge. Thanks for sharing that. You know, um, one of the things as you're talking to it just made me realize, and it's one of the philosophies that I have just in my own health coaching, is that once you balance the body, right, and in a sense with deuterium, that's what you're, you're doing. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, anybody that has a sickness or an illness or an autoimmunity, whatever, that's just an imbalance in the body, and by restoring the mitochondria at the at that root level like you're doing i'm i'm assuming you probably see ton people just i'm assuming they get better from autoimmune issues i mean you know um sicknesses and illnesses and whatever it was headaches probably everything on that every everything on that chart goes green yeah it all goes green so do you have obviously that's obviously a little over generalization but if i were to get into the specifics then it would be. <laughs> I don't. We don't share our testimonials because they're they're too good. Oh man! But it's not. Okay, give again, me, It's not the. Can you share one that, or is there any one that like stands out for you, like a, a testimonial that we were like, wow, like, I knew it was powerful. There are, there are, there are, but I can't. I really just okay. privately, I'll tell you. you know, okay. It's it's. Okay. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of. Here, I'll, 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 here's one that's profound, and I, and I can share this one because this is actually I just got I got back from Russia and I came back with the with the two big did a bunch of studies there, but this was um, paid for by my partner, sponsored by him, um, and uh, a number of years ago. And is is Victor is Russia just one of the only places that's really embracing deuterium depleted water and this kind of philosophy with health? I'm just because you mentioned it many times, and it seems like that's well, where it was, the technology was the, the re original research was in Russia, so uh, some of the original uh, Soviet bloc countries uh, also. Um, also got into this, uh, so Romania and Hungary, um, Romania, Hungary, Russia, and now China makes some DBW as well, okay. but primarily the, the science comes from uh, Russia, Hungary, and Romania. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and Ukraine, and Ukraine as well. One, one, not so much, not so much in the last 30 years, but when it was still part of, still part of the Soviet Union. So, um, and then there was some, there was some, there was something here in the 70s. In the 60s and 70s, they were really starting to get keen on it here in the United States. Uh, I'll give you a, a good example. Uh, there was a conference in uh, 1973, and a, uh, uh, it was a conference on physics and, and, uh, and uh, isotopes. And deuterium came up. And so uh, there, was a, there was a scientist by the name of Griffiths, and, and, he, and he postulated that, well, here you have something twice the size of uh, hydrogen. Twice the size, yes, we can all agree on that, this is true. Okay, well, if you have uh, DNA, which is made up of primarily of hydrogen, 
If you've got a couple places where instead of that hydrogen, you've got something twice the size, it's going to distort the shape of it. Yeah, well, which will lead to uh, errors in transcriptions and mutation. Right. It will. Okay, good. That's settled then. Next. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was the, that was, um, and part of the reason for that mentality is that there was no, there was no water available to, to even to do studies with or, or, or test with. Even in the 90s, I talked to people that were, you know, found out about this early and they were trying to get determined to water and they would see it was like a, you know, a thousand dollars a liter, you know, wow. <laughs> because yeah. this was not something that was easily produced and it's still not. We just have a more industrial scale process. So, um, yeah, and so this becomes very interesting. It gets, the story gets even wilder because uh, in the 70s and in the uh, early 90s, there were a couple of people that uh, um, they claimed to have contact with uh, ETs, okay? UFOs, extraterrestrials. Um, one guy wrote a, one guy, it's, it's, uh, it's recorded, uh, another guy wrote, wrote a book about it, and uh, in this book, written in 1994, he claims to have asked these, uh, in his particular case, he had telepathic communication with these ETs, and I remember reading this book, uh, and uh, uh, he goes, and he, asked, and he asked the ETs, well, why do you guys look so young and look so old? You know, you guys are like 1,500 years old or something, and they like, yeah, yeah, and, and, they, and, they, and, and, they, and the answer, which was like, you know, uh, a decade or more before anybody started, you know, looking at in the Western world started looking at this seriously, uh, scientifically. Uh, it, the extraterrestrial said, oh, real, real, sorry, "I'm really sorry for you guys because you have too much of what's known as deuterium on your planet." So, <laughs> and this was uh, uh, so I catch these little things in books I read. I go, so "Okay, this is, yeah. this is this is this is this is this is." This is uh, left field stuff, you know, and then you find the science. So, um, so when I found the science, uh, and we found we found somebody as crazy as crazy as us uh, that was actually trying to make this stuff, and it got to the point where they could produce enough of it to make to actually market it and sell it. Um, you know, we believe in the science, and I had never even tried to turn into water, or maybe like you know, maybe a bottle, but the concept is you have to drink it over time to get your levels down. Yeah. And I'm so thrilled because after three months of being on it, I can tell you I couldn't be more pleased because the science did not let me down. It, oh. it, it, the, the science proved it, proved it right, and, it's, and it's, it's mitochondrial science, okay? It's just simple, simple, simple term that most people never heard in their lives, but it's but they they, they might. And I hope they have. I hope it starts uh, starts things spinning in the back of your head. And that and that term is proton motive force, <laughs> and that's what is increased when you when you deplete your proton motive force. Theoretically, goes up to six times more uh, in practice, about twice. And that's what I was saying. When I got back. From Russia with these studies, and what these studies show, you, you, you asked me, give me a testimonial, this is where the question came. And in these studies, they showed with athletes and people that are not athletes, they showed the same thing that after 30 days of uh, drinking deuterium with water, of 30 days of deuterium depletion, when they're being exercised or they're exercising, they need half the amount of oxygen to perform the same amount of work. That's crazy. Yeah.
that 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 right there, you know, you you read things like this, and you read this, and you read the studies, you get into it, and and then you go, hmm, where else, where else can I see this in nature? And then and then so and you can't. You go to the you go to the Himalayas, you go to Mount Everest, and you see all these Westerners, with the exception of a few that have acclimated there, uh, climbing up to the Mount Everest with supplemental oxygen. But then you have these Sherpas that go up and down all day long, and they don't need any supplemental oxygen. So you're in a you're in a hypoxic environment, twenty six thousand feet. Yeah. You've got you don't you don't normal person doesn't have enough oxygen to to survive. They'll start shutting down. And these guys are running up and down like they're like they're going to um, like they're uh, um, Just going the to Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going to Whole Foods, yeah. So so and why? And the answer is right there. It's it's right there in the water they drink when they're when they're when they the people that live there and the glacial water they drink there it's like 129 parts per million and over time you get acclimated to that and these studies these studies back that up is that is that when you are deuterium depleted now we don't know yet by how much but there's a certain amount of deuterium depletion and, and we know 133 is the is the first biological benefit and these people are drinking you know 129 ppm for an extended period of time, and they're able to climb on Everest without supplemental oxygen. Wow. And these studies back that up that after 30 days of deuterium depletion, you need half the amount of oxygen to promote, to, to get to perform the same amount of work. And every time I say this, I get chills, okay? I get goosebumps because I don't see anything else in nature that is going to uh, do, this, do this type of service for you. So that's why I got so excited about this, stopped everything I was doing, and, and, and really. Um, dove into this uh, um, at first. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And in okay, so on that note, I know for you guys, I think on your website, you guys actually can people can test their de deuterium, and then over time they can actually order the the light water and get better. I'm curious. So for the average person that you see, because I'm sure you see a lot of tests come through, what are what's the average you know person? What's what's their deuterium levels, and then what's a healthy level? Most people are going to be uh, very close to the water that they consume. And so most people are about 150, some people are in the low 140s, which is, which is phenomenal. But then you see this pattern of people that are over 150, like 155, 156, 157. And those are, those are people that usually have chronic health conditions. And people that are in the low 140s pretty much are very healthy. Uh, upper 130s, I've seen it, but it's pretty rare to come at this endogenously. But most people, on the average, are about 150. And your goal is to just go down by 15, 20 percent. Okay. That's the that that will that's the um, that's the quick fix. And you just and the and the key is you just stay there. You know, this is cumulative. You you you've spent your whole life accumulating deuterium. Um, now you're gonna spend some time. Keeping it, keeping those levels lower. What happens is profound. You open up an incredible amount of energy, mitochondrial energy. So what happens? Well, that's going to manifest differently for everybody. Everybody, you know, we're we're all alike, but not two people. Are, or we're all the same, but not two people are alike. How does that go? So, so because we're all different, how that energy manifests in the body is going to be different. You know, and um, uh, for me, it was for me, it manifested like. I got it. I got injured. Like I didn't really see it because I'm pretty healthy. I live at a higher elevation. I exercise a lot. Yeah. So so uh, I I eat, I eat clean. I, I 
I fast, I sweat, you know. Um, and then I and then and then I go for months on end coasting and doing nothing. But but uh, <laughs> but for me, I, but for me, I was very healthy. So where I where it manifested, where the deuterium depletion manifested for me was when I got injured, and uh, uh, when ice skating, um, and uh, uh, took a tumble and uh, hurt myself pretty bad. And I noticed that I'm like, I got I'm you know I'm almost 50 years old and I'm healing like I'm 13 years old. And it just brought back a memory I hadn't. I hadn't had since that time because we just forget about these things. We take them for granted. As we age, it takes it takes longer to heal. You know, things things take things take you, recovery is a, a longer process. Oh, yeah. So so I go, wow, this is this is something profound. I'm, I I healed from this injury faster than I would have last year. In, in fact, um, quite significantly faster than I would have than I would have the year before as a generally healthy individual. So, uh, so to answer your question, people test out at about 150 average. Then we do have a service, deuteriumtest.com. We put a lab together, and uh, this lab tests saliva and water. And the goal is to get get down. 133 is the first biological benefit. Okay. Uh, I recommend, and if, I, if it was me, you know, I would go down to around 120 and stay in the 120. Uh, that's a that's very functional and and considering that the people that live in these areas where they're where they're um, in the low 130s their entire lives were not so let's play a little catch up get down to 120s stay there and uh, and see it just just experience the difference some people feel it right away which I find which I find strange and unusual because they have a they, they like they'll drink it for one day and they'll 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 get that initial deuterium drop. Which is very interesting because it's never happened. Nothing, something you go your entire life, you know, maybe maybe make it to 60, 70, 80 years old, and you've never had the experience unless you went without food or, or fasting, uh, or got in a, got in a ketogenic state. You never had the experience of your deuterium levels actually going reverse, actually dropping. Yeah. So some people, some people that are very subtly attuned, pick up on that like right away, which is shocking to me because others. They don't. They, it's very gradual. Uh, they don't really. They don't really see it. Others within a month, they're like they're like bouncing off the walls. Like they're like this is incredible. Okay, so I'm and, not going to give it to my kids. Good. Thanks for letting me know. No, in fact, don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I mean, I mean, you know, um, of of a of a selfish of a selfish need for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I gave it to some animals. Okay, and we had to back back down because they just get too rambunctious. It's a lot of energy to deal with. It's a lot of energy. Uh, so you can now, now kids that grow up in this environment that have uh, slightly lower deuterium levels, they're drinking water that's like you know in the one thirties. You see this. You see the studies, and there's even multi generation multi generational studies now. It's it's something. Yeah. It really is. This is a science that is. Uh, this is a science that is firmly rooted now, even though most people don't know about it. And it's just going to. It's going to grow big big tree of understanding for everybody. Yeah, it seems like a, just a good idea. And on that note, I'm going to I'm gonna order the test. I want to see what my levels are at, and then I'm going to do – I'm thinking – I mean, my guess is a three-month protocol, and I just want to see – Where are you located? Uh, I'm here right now in Idaho, but I'm going back and forth from California to Idaho. So Idaho is fantastic spring water there in certain places. Uh, I've tested all the way down to 136 parts per million. Just uh, make sure you make sure you um, make sure you have the water in Idaho thoroughly tested because some of it has 
a little bit of uranium in it too. Yes. Okay. Cool. So if you glow, you will glow a little bit. <laughs> um. But it sounds like, you know, just doing like a yearly deuterium depletion, it would probably be like good for everybody. Just like a three month reset. Is that like a maintenance kind of? Absolutely. Seems like Absolutely. We're going to we're going to have a three month reset program. It's interesting you say that. Uh, in fact, the, the actual the original studies show that one week out, one weekend, not one weekend, one week out of a month uh, has profound biological benefit as well. Wow. OK. So I for me, I think, you know, from an experiential um from an experiential uh, standpoint, the advice that I would give is just to is to maintain it. Yeah. You know, is to is to even if even if it's a um, uh, experiment. You know, I I went down all the way to the 80s, 80, 80 ppm level, and it's it's difficult to maintain. It's it's difficult yeah. to maintain, and you have and it just it's an enormous am, amount of energy. You know, so you have to be you should be a grounded individual. Yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, because uh, uh, it's real. You know, and, and, and the reality is, is when you free up the energy, when you free up the burden on the mitochondria, they just spin up. So, and then you might get into something like mitogenesis, where you actually start uh, growing new mitochondria, which is, yeah. which is what we all want. We all want to, you know, we all want the, we all want to arrest aging and put it in jail for life and live a long, healthy lifespan, with, and, but, but maintain our, uh, our youth throughout our entire lives. And I think... This and some other modifications make that possible. Uh, I certainly see it with a number of people. Yeah, I mean, just like that study you said, the the fifty percent less oxygen. I mean, that's huge. It's it's massive. We want to recreate this study in the U.S. Uh, so hopefully uh, this year or the next twelve months, we'll we'll actually we'll we'll do that here as well um, with a larger with a larger group. This was done on um, this was done on uh, uh, six. Six people that were six people that were drinking as much as they wanted, six people that were uh, drinking a certain amount, and six people that were drinking um, just straight regular normal water. And these studies were done on athletes, uh, so um, eighteen athletes and eighteen um, just regular regular people. So um, it's it's really yeah it's really amazing. So um, you know I, I just I'm. I'm 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 excited because I'm like uh, I'm like living the dream now. I'm, I'm deuterium depleted, and I have this. <laughs> you need a shirt. I have that this, says I have that. this energy. I'm I have this energy to share I'm this. I'm depleted. That's what that needs to be a T-shirt, uh, Victor. I'm deuterium depleted. Um, I work with a lot of weight loss clients. I would imagine that this would be huge for them too, don't you think? Just to, just just doing the adding this simple hack. Deuterium depletion increases metabolism. Like I I could eat. I could eat a lot right now. I'm like I'm like back to the point where I was. I was like 18, eating like three, four thousand calories at a sitting, and not and and it, and it just burn it just burns up like. Okay, very it's like cool. Really metabolic. It's it's a metabolic solution, right? Yeah. So so if you want to increase the metabolism, uh, you will do it. And there's probably and there's probably a uh, direct correlation uh, to the, of deuterium level to um, to metabolism as well. Yeah. Um, We'll, 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 we'll find what that is, you know, but it works. Yeah, very cool. Um, you know, I, I had a quick question. Last question on deuterium. I mean, this, I think I got a really good idea. I'm curious, you know, I heard, um, you know, Dave Asprey, who's, you know, always checking out all the various hacks and stuff. I think Luke Story was talking to him about de deuterium depletion. And he said something like, yeah, I looked into it. It doesn't seem like it's that great. I, I mean, I'm not trying to start anything between, but I'm just curious, like, what are, why are people, 
what do you think the naysayers are? What are, or, you know, I'm 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 kind of surprised. I've gotten uh, uh, I've gotten things like this is not sustainable because you're shipping water from Russia. Uh, you know, I have answers to all these things, but I've gotten that <laughs> one. Uh, I've gotten the uh, oh well, you can you can you can do it naturally. You shouldn't. Have that doesn't to, seem possible. You should, you should get everything from you know where you are locally. Like yeah, these are great ideals. I mean, it's a very it's great to be idealistic in things, but but uh, it's also good to be very practical. So I think Dave will come around. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was. It makes a lot of sense. I was, to do, me. I was doing biohacking, you know, from <laughs> 15 years before Dave. I just I'm not a I'm not a self promoter. Yeah. I'm a researcher. Yeah. So um, I think he'll I think he'll I think he'll come around. I think uh, I think well, I mean what what he discovered in a sense is deter is deuterium depletion because he started promoting. Uh, bulletproof coffee, right? That right. was his original claim to fame. And, and why do these people put fat into their coffee? Well, because it's a it's a it's a keto strategy. Yeah. And a keto strategy is a deuterium depletion strategy. It's the reason why we go keto is because it depletes deuterium, even though people don't realize that's the ultimate benefit. Because you're because you're creating metabolic water, and the metabolic water that you have inside of your cells, in the inner membrane spaces, in the matrix, is not water that your body drank. It's water that your body made. Okay? It made it through the process of breaking down all food, essentially back into hydrogen. And that hydrogen, as a proton, spins the motor, which creates ATP and metabolic water. This metabolic water is 60 to 70% deuterium depleted. So anybody that says, yeah, I looked into it, it's not much, they should really uh, look into the uh, biochemistry and biophysics of this actual thing. Not to mention what happens at the quantum tunneling level. So a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, and even worse, a little knowledge so gets you nowhere. So we have to constantly um, strive to improve our data set of uh, 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 because not only is it, it's not only enough to have to have information, but it's all, but even more importantly, you have to ask the right question, right? So when you ask the right questions, then you can then you can start looking for the answers. So. I think people will start um, in the biohacking space. Will start answering, asking the right questions very soon, and I'm actually giving them the questions. So yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to try it myself. I mean, seriously, I'm just you know, I, I'm really trying to be humble about this. But but when it comes to when it comes to knowledge, if it's true and real and authentic, I I will I I will I will tell you what yeah. exactly is, is true. Because I'm trying to save people time. I've spent, you know, I've I've spent 20 plus years at this uh, and trying to make a make a simple understanding of a complex problem, and, and I just I have some of the answers. Um, please take it. Yeah, no, I'm excited to try uh, and 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 get my levels tested here shortly, and uh, maybe we'll come back on and and do a, a quick uh, just recap and. And see what happened because I know there's going to be some good things. But I, I value what people say. It's like why, you know, why are we hearing about this now? You know, why we've we've evolved for millions of years. Uh, it's been 1.4 billion years since the mitochondria took residence uh, in our bodies. So uh, why are what? Wow! All of a sudden we got this other contaminant, and I got to pay, and I got to pay, you know, uh, exorbitant amount of money for for water now. You know, yeah, people. People get a little upset about uh, new information like this, 
But, but the reality is, is that our deuterium levels on this planet have been going up, and, and just a simple, the most simplest, most profound health intervention you can do is just, just lower it by 15 to 20%. It, and, then, and then it actually becomes quite uh, affordable, it becomes cheaper than a cup of coffee a day. Uh, the only problem is we're, we're running out. Um, I wanted to switch gears because you guys have some uh, other amazing pro products like uh, Quinton Minerals and Molecular Hydrogen. Um, is that good to go, or, or did you anything else you wanted to say or talk about deuterium? I could talk about it all day long. I, I think I, I think I got my point across. I think so. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to talk to you, yeah, just about the the Quinton Minerals. That's something I've been adding uh, this year myself. And I was just blown away. I mean, again, you think, and if you're watching a video, you can see uh, Victor's holding up a, a vial. It's like it's like jewelry, right? It's yeah, like... I love those things. By the way, I love I love the little glass vials. It's, it's a great. Like, it's like having it's like having jewelry. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, there's so many mineral products out there, and then not only that, but it seems like uh, you know the Quinton minerals are just they're just different. They they have uh, some real profound health benefits, and uh, I was just curious if you could. I started adding them to my water. Uh, we we actually fill our reverse osmosis water in a tank in a in a uh, vat, and then I, I a pitcher, and then I pour the minerals in there, and I so I can have that. And it, I, I I've been loving them. So have you have you also studied uh, you know where they come from and what they are? Or? Uh, they're I believe now they're coming off of like off like somewhere off of like France right out there in the off the the coast there and there so was a... uh, uh, René Quinton he's the one that started this like, over 120 years ago somewhere like uh, 18 1889 I think and uh, and he said something very very clever I never forgot uh, when I read it when I when I first read it in a book was uh, uh, life which started in the in the ocean right in order for it to survive uh, and succeed on land it had to take the ocean with it so so this is the closest thing there is to our blood has has the almost exact identical mineral configuration as our blood and that's not that's that's not uh, um, it's not something earth shattering because our blood is basically just seawater, right? Seawater is, is a nutrient of life, and so is our blood. So, now, what makes this different from other seawater? Because you could say, oh, I'm just going to drink a bunch of, I'm just going to drink a bunch of ocean water, yeah. and that will give you the same benefit. Well, this is, this is, this is different because uh, you have mineral and element, and the difference between a mineral is that it's attached to a carbon, which makes it, which makes your body be able to use it, makes it bioavailable. An element you can't use, because if you could, if you could use an element, you'd be a plant, and you'd be able to eat dirt and get some benefit from dirt. But we can't eat dirt. We have to eat something that's been digested by a, uh, a plant to attach to the carbon, so it's so it's bioavailable. And that's what this is because it comes from these plankton blooms. So it's these plant these vortex plankton blooms, very ancient. They occur in certain parts of uh, on the planet in the ocean. And these basically digest the ocean water around it and create this uh, marine plasma. And that's what this is. It's a highly filtered. Uh, as you know, ocean water is 3.3x uh, um, salinity, and uh, our blood uh, is 0.9. Okay, so 0.9 is what, uh, what is, uh, there's two types. There's the isotonic and the hypertonic. So the hypertonic is a 3.3, which is the same salinity as ocean water. 
and the 0.9 is the same salinity as the, your blood, which, which is what the word isotonic means. Mm -hmm. So you have isotonic and hypertonic. Um, and they, they act slightly differently. Um, uh, the isotonic is able to easily get into the cell because it's the same, because it's the same, it's the same exact, not only um, mineral content, but it's the uh, same salinity. So, and the uh, hypertonic has a, it's a, it's just an extracellular fluid more, but that's, that's more in the, that's more in the use protocol of these things. So that's what makes it so profound is it's really a bioavailable, um, bioavailable uh, um, supplement, blood supplement essentially. This is, a, this is the, this is the close, this is the periodic table of elements in a vial that's a close, closely matches your own blood profile. In fact, they did experiments where they transfused uh, uh, dogs, poor animals, unfortunately, because they totally took out their blood and replaced it with uh, isotonic marine plasma, and they, they didn't die. Wow. They didn't die. They were able to transfuse their body. In World War I and World War II, this was used as a, um, instead of blood plasma for, um, for transfusion, and it still can be. So that's what makes this so profound, and that's why this is a product uh, that's been around for almost 130 years, and um, and and it's simple. Again, yeah. it's foundational. It's it's salt water, but it's a very specific, detailed type of salt water. Just like, hey, it's just water. It's a very right. specific type of water. So uh, this is where this is where it's important that you you make it to the very you make it to the very source of uh, of knowledge. When would someone use the isotonic versus the hypertonic? Is there well, one better than the other? There's, a, there's, there's actually quite a lot written on this, and uh, I would, I would, if anybody wants to know this, I would kind of um, steer them in the direction of actually reading more about it. But like I said, okay. the isotonic is uh, is more. It gets into the it gets into the cell uh, easier, so it's uh, it's more for it's more for uh, uh, homeostatic balance. Okay. And uh, hypertonic is more for uh, extra energy. You know, it's a, it's it. a boost because it's a it's it's a, a hyper salinity. So it actually, it's you know, this is you got to look at everything in terms of in terms of electrons, right? Mm -hmm. More electrons, more energy. The question is, can you do you have the receptors for that energy to process it further and down the line? You can have a bunch. You can have a. a Get a bunch of power in the engine, but if your transmission's broken, it's not going to make it through the wheels. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And then, last thing on the the Kinton, I, I want to say I heard Robert Slovak, uh, you know, talk about that it, it was used way back in the day, like to fighting like cholera and like other, um, I don't want to say diseases, but uh, infections, and and people were using these Kinton minerals way back then for these therapeutic benefits. It's in the pharmacopoeia. Uh, you could you could you could look into the history of it, and you see it used for all these different things. Uh, and primarily, it's because we are, as a modern uh, modern uh, race of humans, we are chronically deficient in minerals. And you see that people that are uh, that live uh, closer to the ocean, they tend to be uh, more mineralized. You see it in their skin. You know, people that are uh, people that are out in the water every day, uh, as long as they have a healthy, clean diet, you see that they're very um, they're very elastic. You know, it's a, it's proper mineralization, and uh, the, and 
And when you're talking about a whole periodic table of elements, there's minerals that we need that are, that are in, you know, incredible trace amounts, okay? And we don't know what those trace amounts are, but we know when it matches, when it ma closely matches the blood, that's probably the ratio in which we need them. So yeah. it's a, so ketone becomes a real, real no-brainer. Yeah, and, I, and what I love, too, just this whole conversation, one of the big themes I'm getting is just, like, the deuterium depletion, the quinton, all these things have been, like, available for a long period of time, but it's like we lose them, and we get so caught up in all these other biohacks or whatever, and it's like, dude, it's so simple. Like, just do this, you know? Just do this, you know. Ask the right questions, and you get the right answers. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you a couple questions just about molecular hydrogen, speaking of biohacks. So you've got we've got deuterium depletion, which is probably number one on the list, right? Of things if you're going to take control of your health, you've got the quinton minerals, and now molecular hydrogen. So talk about uh, that. You mentioned hydrogen many times when we were talking about deuterium depletion. So why would we want to get hydrogen in our bodies? It's it's what everything runs on. So uh, hydrogen makes up the bulk of the universe. Uh, it makes up the bulk of our bodies when you look at it. When you look at it from a molecular level, we're like 98 or 99 percent hydrogen. Uh, and hydrogen is that it's you know all food is broken down to create hydrogen to spin the motors to create to create ATP. Oversimplifying it, but you'll see in all, all processes hydrogen is the fuel that's needed. And and what is so amazing about hydrogen? Well, think about how small it is, right? Even compared to oxygen. It's the first element, it's the smallest thing there is, okay? And it's everywhere, it permeates everything. And it's got proton and electron, which makes it pop. So it's this like, and it's everywhere. And that's, that's what its role is, it's just to pop things. Just, so it just pops everything, right? Pops everything into position. And so when you, when you supplement, with hydrogen, you're actually bypassing uh, you're actually bypassing the whole process of, of eating because you're you get everything that gets broken down to hydrogen. Ah. So so you're giving yourself a main line of direct fuel. You know, it's a it's hydrogen hydrogen uh, rockets. Uh, hydrogen the sun is powered by hydrogen. We're powered by hydrogen. Everything in the universe is powered by hydrogen because it's that tiny little thing that permeates everything that goes. Pop. Now, for hydrogen, you guys make a specific, uh, and I've heard of hydrogen being like this selective antioxidant. It's not technically an antioxidant, but it's selective. No, it's the number. It's the most powerful antioxidant. Oh, okay. It really is. Really is the best antioxidant. It, it directly targets the hydroxyl free radical and turns that into water. It's a. It's more of a signaling molecule. Is that how it works? It's signaling like certain pathways, the NRF two pathway and. And, and turning certain things on, like you said, it pops, and like that signaling is telling the body. Yeah, that's the do. ultimate signal. Pop. That's the ultimate signal. So signaling molecules can be uh, oxidants, can be uh, antioxidants are signaling molecules. Uh, oxidants are signaling molecules. These these all have multifunctional. Uh, these all have uh, different roles, you know. So even even uh, uh, oxidants are, are super important. Because they also signal signal things. They're all they're all they're they're all signaling molecules. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so I was gonna ask you. Um, 
you know, you guys have a, a supplement where you can just take a tab and throw it in water and it makes molecular hydrogen. Now, I have, you know, some pretty smart friends and they're like, Joel, what are you talking about? Hydrogen's everywhere. Like, how can this tab that's full of magnesium, uh, I think it says like magnesium on the, the ingredients. The pro here's the problem yeah. with hydrogen, okay? Here's, here's, here's not a problem, but here's a, a, characteristics of, a characteristic of hydrogen. Uh, hydrogen doesn't really exist as a single uh, single atom. It's all it exists. In, but you bound to something, right? It's always bound to something. Uh, hence, hence water. Um, so if it's bound to itself, it's gas. It's H two. Okay. So uh, in that respect, there's not there's hydrogen is everywhere, but it's bound. Okay. So you're not going to find free. You're not going to find free H two just in the in the air. Uh, there'll be a little bit, but very, very small amount. Uh, where else do you get hydrogen? Well, like I said, you break down all your food to create hydrogen. Where else? Your, your gut bacteria make hydrogen as a byproduct, which, right. which, gives you, which gives you usable hydrogen gas, which essentially what these supplements are doing, they're just giving you pure hydrogen gas. Mm. Now, the tablet doesn't produce hydrogen, it's a catalyst. It's a magnesium catalyst, so when you drop it in water, it, it, it causes the water to disassociate, you know, a little, it basically burns, so to, so, so to speak, and, and, and disassociates water into hydrogen and oxygen, and that hydrogen gas becomes dissolved in the water uh, to a certain limit at, at one atmosphere, okay? You can, you can get hydrogen through electrolysis, you can get it, you can uh, make it through the, the uh, proton exchange membrane. You can get it through dropping a pill to dissociate water. You can in, you can inhale. You know you can inhale it. You can drink it. But at the end of the day, it's all the same. It's dissolved hydrogen gas. But it's H two. It. It's bound as a gas to itself. It's not. It's you know as soon as it binds to something else, it becomes something else. Do you personally like to do the the gas inhalation as well, or do you have do you supplement with any? For for your uh... if I'm traveling, I have the tablets. Yeah. Uh, if I'm at home, I have a I have a device that I can inhale hydrogen and about 20 minutes on it, and you're you're saturated. Nice. And um, and then uh, or or on our website, we sell these uh, simple little electrolysis units, like a like a little water bottle, and it'll make it'll make one to three ppm. Uh, it'll dissolve about one to three ppm hydrogen. Oh. gas into the water. Okay, so that's, cool. that's a, these are all functional ways to increase hydrogen. Uh, another way is to eat fermented foods, uh, have healthy, have a healthy microbiome, which uh, um, will uh, enable you to produce endogenous hydrogen. So these are all strategies to increase the hydrogen, hydrogen in our bodies because if you're, if you're eating food to create hydrogen, uh, why not supplement it with more hydrogen wherever you can get it? Right. You know, it's interesting. You people, uh, I, I drink a lot of tea, and um, and why is tea so popular around the planet? Well, it has to do with hydrogen. When you when you test it, actually, you find out that uh, the Camellia sinensis and the reaction, um, the science shows that if you if you measure it, you'll find that there's uh, dissolved hydrogen in there. Is there a specific so, tea? I mean, I just get the highest quality tea that I, I like. I like Darjeeling tea. Okay. Uh, but tea is specific. When, I mean, when, I, when I say tea, I mean specifically tea, Camellia sinensis, not herbal teas or stuff, but actually what is traditionally known as known as tea. And and, uh, and so again, when you ask the right questions, like why do these things are so like fermented foods, like uh, buttermilk, for example? Why why did why do why do Eastern European 
people, you know, where I'm from, from, from Russia, why is buttermilk so important? You know, why is it so healthy? And then you come to find out that the bacteria in there produce an enormous amount of hydrogen, hydrogen gas. So, so you, it's, um, again, it's, a, it's simple. Maybe people didn't understand the science of, of what it was, but they found something that worked. And they stuck with it. Yeah. And now we're and now and now we're looking at it under a microscope, and we're going, oh, that's why, you know. And I love validation. Val yeah. Validation yeah. is awesome. I don't drink a lot of tea. I drink a lot of coffee. Is there hydrogen in coffee? <laughs> no, there isn't hydrogen in coffee, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, making I make a nice cup of coffee too. <laughs> Get some, put some MCT in there, some ghee. Yeah. Um, some some. Other, other, some butter, some raw butter, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Coffee, coffee is uh, coffee's good. Um, we could talk. We could talk about uh, hydrogen. I, I mean, there's uh, there's that great well, website. Okay, here's yeah. What I would like to do is anybody interested in hydrogen. I am not the authority on this um, by any means. I would refer people to uh, Tyler LeBaron at the Molecular Hydrogen Institute. Perfect. And, I was just uh, he, is the world he is the world authority on hydrogen. Yeah, he's got some great stuff, and I know he even just recently came out with a video, I think, talking about COVID, and there were some studies showing hydrogen therapy for COVID. So anybody wants to learn more about that and see some of the powerful effects of hydrogen, they can go check out his place. It's yeah. If you want to get get if you want to if you want to get deep under the hood, you know, and uh, learn like the real science behind it, Tyler's in there. Yeah, well said. Um, I want to move into some lightning round questions, but before I do that, uh, any exciting projects that you guys are working on right now? I mean, you're already doing a ton, but anything that's uh, upcoming? Yes. Um, hyperbarics is going to be really important. Ooh. Another, another simple intervention uh, that increases oxygen in the plasma by seven, seven or more times. So hyperbarics is something we're going to be focused on in 2021. Uh, again, it's the found, it's it's what are what's important: hydrogen, oxygen, and the combination of those two, which is water. Sprinkle it with some minerals. <laughs> you got a you got the recipe for longevity and life, everything. Yeah, you got it all right there. It's the it's the foundation and it's the full genesis of it, as well. Very cool. I can't wait to see what uh, you guys create then in 2021. It's gonna be awesome. Um, you got, you ready to hop into some lightning round questions? Actually, before we do that, one last one. Anything I didn't ask sure. you that you wish I had? How about, how about it'll come to me later? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into some uh, lightning round questions. If the old you could see the new you, what would the new you say? I would say um, listen to your intuition more. Um, cultivate, cultivate patience. Uh, which I have, I would just tell myself sooner. Yeah. And uh, and I would say really just uh, question everything, especially especially uh, what doctors tell you. Oh and yeah. So um, give the ultimate give the ultimate authority to yourself. How's that? I love that, man. I can relate to all, everything you just said. What uh what are some choices that you made that you think made you who you are today? I think one of the most profound choices I made was to seek out people that I could learn from. I could, that I could study under, uh, educate myself um, on a one-to-one -one basis. I would just give give a big shout out to uh, all my teachers. Yeah. Um, because without them, you know, you wouldn't really. Uh, I wouldn't have the foundation that I have today. And 
think the, the, the thing that I kind of gave myself um, almost inadvertently was uh, to uh, teach myself or, or, or be in a position where I, where I could be taught to learn how to learn. Uh, I think that uh, we, we start out um, so much in life being indoctrinated into uh, things that we just don't question at all. But if you actually have somebody that, uh, uh, that you are able to model excellence on and that someone actually teaches you uh, to learn how to learn how to learn, like critical thinking yeah. skills, um, then that is by far the, the most valuable uh, most, most valuable crystal in your medicine bag. I love that. That's great. You know, you you and the and you and the the force behind Lightwater, you guys are doing so many amazing things. I'm curious, just who inspires you in the health and wellness world? I get inspired by uh, some um, some interesting, uh, uh, very um, very learned people. Uh, let's see, one would be uh, Dr. David Jubb. Uh, he's a he's a neurobehavioral physiologist. But uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, when he was getting his PhD at NYU in neurobehavioral physiology, uh, they had sent him to study all around the world with some of the most uh, profound uh, scientists, researchers, and thinkers. And he, uh, he made it to the lab of one uh, Gaston Naissons. And uh, Gaston Naissons had this uh, microscope that nobody else in the world had. It was uh, uh, Royal Rife had made one as well before him. And this was a super scope. And with this microscope, you're able to see uh, much deeper uh, than you can with any microscope. And because of that, he was able to get insights into the biology that, that nobody else has been able to get um, through, direct, through direct observation. So wow. his insights into biologies are just are, are incredible, are profound, and I was uh, fortunate enough to study with him. So... Um, Mostly not accessible to, mo to most people, yeah. uh, but uh, the people that can, can, can follow um, is quite profound, his understanding into um, colloidal biology. And then, um, and then so, yeah, that's, that's one person for sure. And then, um, and then I have another colleague uh, by the name of Linda Penny, and uh, she's a, completely an energy healer. Okay, she's completely non-traditional. She just uses energy. And I don't know how, but it works. So that to me is something very profound. It's almost something that's 50 or 100 years or light years ahead of what anybody is doing now. So um, things like that, is, uh, things, like, things, of that things of this esoteric nature uh, really inspire me because these are uh, asking questions that we don't have answers for and asking the right questions. So, I love that. so, um, and then, um, and then another person would be Ananda Bozeman, and uh, um, he just uh, came up with a couple. He just um, released a couple books, uh, the uh, Unity Keys of the Manual, and uh, All Is God. And here's another person uh, that inspires me because he's so ahead of everybody, right? I'm looking. I'm I'm a futurist. I'm looking at. I'm trying. I'm looking for people that are holding something that will be embraced in the future. That is, that are, that are right now is like most people are noticing, and that's what I look for. It's like what, where are we at 50, 100 years from now, and who is talking about those concepts and that science, 
And so these uh, three names that I mentioned are inspirational to me in that in that type of um, scenario. And, uh, yeah, I so love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Those are people that, like you said, I I would have never heard of. So that, that's amazing. Most most people haven't because they're they're not accessible to most people on a on that. I mean, they are, but they're not. You know, you have to be. It's like somebody that wants to learn about a particular type of math or a particular uh, point in time of history. It's very, it's very specific. But when you, but but uh, um, what makes it so specific is because they've really gone, they've really gone deep into something. Yeah. And that's that's what I value is somebody that's really dived, like you know, to the bottom of the ocean and has brought back pearls for you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you if there's any books if there's like i know you mentioned a lot of research studies and papers and maybe that would be it but is there i'm a big reader is there any like one to three books that just stand out in your your mind that had a huge impact in your life and kind of maybe the way you you think the rig veda it's the oldest book uh, in existence that we know and there's a there's a translation by uh, uh, david frawley he's a, a sanskrit scholar and uh it's one of those books that's like well it's, in, it's originally in Sanskrit, right? And I, I've seen a few different translations, and this is one he wrote 30 years ago, and I think he's the best Sanskrit translator there is. I, I, took the, I, took the, I took the language in college. Wow. And, and what, why, why would this book inspire me oh, well, or anybody? Well, one, it's the oldest text that we know on this planet, for one. It's wow. the oldest book there is. And when you read it, and you see how poetic it is, and how, mo how many levels of meaning it has, in, uh, in Hawaiian, there's this term called ka, uh, ka'ona, which means hidden levels of meaning. Okay, and and this hidden level of meaning, it, the superficial level is accessible to all. Second level is if you have a key to that level, and the more keys you have, the more levels you can unlock of meaning to something. So it becomes it becomes this multi-dimensional gift that's that's uh, from antiquity, from the beginning of time, that is still speaking to us, a living text. So you just, it's just something you have on the shelf as a reference and you read it and see maybe today I'll get something more out of it than I did yesterday. And sure, as you, as you, as I, I picked this book up early on in life and every time I open it, it seems like I, I get something deeper on it. And, um, and, and that's such a, and that's such a great uh, metaphor for life because life is like yeah. this book that we have. We've been entrusted with this book and did you leave it on the coffee table? Did you put it on the shelf? Did you study it? incessantly morning to night what did you do with this with this book that you were given because at some point you're gonna have to give it back to the cosmic library it's only on loan so uh i i i, I like i like the i like the rig beta that's huge yeah. <laughs> little little plug little plug for the oldest oldest uh, uh book in existence yeah that the book i am that is kind of for me that's kind of something one of those books that i have to keep coming back to and i feel like every time i read it and it's a different it, it like you said, it puts me at a different level. I have to continually though read it. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything that will, anything that you can continually extract uh, something out of is a living text because it's it's informing you of what you. It's giving you what you need in the moment that you need it. Yeah. So it's a that's a that's a living that's a living thing. Yeah. Any um any rituals or hacks or practices that you do on a kind of regular basis? Well, I started off in yoga uh, in my early 20s, so some of the things, some of the most important, um, the, the most important 
uh, foundational uh, uh, yoga practice that uh, that I learned in my early twenties I still do on a daily basis, and, and that's Nauli. And uh, Nauli, you can look it up. It's just it has to do with it has to do with the uh, churning of your of your intestines and uh, and the uh, creating like a vacuum in the pelvic floor and that and and uh, uh, that stimulates all kinds of things. It's the center of your body, so it stimulates digestive fire. And, and uh, if you don't have the, if you don't have a fire, you know, then you don't have much else. So you keep that. You see. You, so you basically uh, keep that fire in your gut healthy. And you do this through uh, the proper breath and uh, ujjayi breathing. And you do that through uh, even if you don't get through a whole asana practice, you know, or you're going to do yoga. In fact, most people that practice yoga, they skip this first. They skip this first step, which is the Udiyana Bandha, and that's the and that's so. Look it up, Udiyana Bandha, followed by Nauli, and that is if you're anybody that's uh, everybody should be doing this because this is the gut health is gut health is brain health. So if you don't have gut health, you don't have brain health, and if you don't, and this is a mechanical exercise that uh, came to us by the first biohacker, which is which is Shiva. And, uh, and basically, Shiva gave us all these simple tools of, uh, of uh, anti-aging and longevity, and uh, uh, on a practical sense, and, and spiritual enlightenment at the at the um, esoteric sense. So, so that's what I like to practice, and uh, and I know that, and uh, and I know that when it when it's when everything's working right, then then you know I'm I'm then that's my blessing. I want you to, a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I wanted you to finish this sentence. 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people. So let's reframe it. 2020 was the greatest gift because dot, dot, dot. 2020 was the greatest gift because I turned more people on to deterrent depletion. <laughs> Love it. Boom. That's great. Uh, last but not least, Victor, where can people find you and the good folks at Lightwater? Drinklightwater.com. Uh, Lightwater spelled L-I-T-E-W-A-T-E-R. So drinklightwater.com. Deuteriumtest.com. That's D-E-U-T-E-R-I-U-M test.com. You can reach us there. Uh, myself, I'm not so much on social media, but you can, you can, everyone, anybody's free to contact me. So you can do it. You can do it through. You can do it through my company. And uh, I've written. I've written quite a bit of uh, uh, articles, um, some books, um, a lot of information, podcasts now. So I'm, I'm pretty accessible if anybody has a question. Awesome. Victor, thank you for being on the show. Victor from Lightwater, thank you so much, man. Thank you. This was great. Thank you very much.